everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and I am traveling down south to visit an old friend, and I thought I'd bring you along for the ride. And I wanted to talk about the learning curve. The learning curve of learning a new skill, a new art skill. Oh, did I say this is uh, Pam at the Paper Outpost, the joy? Sorry about that. Um, okay, so back back to where we were. Yes, learning a new skill, the learning curve. How long do you give yourself to learn a new artistic skill or learn a new way of doing something in your art world, in your crafting? Um, uh, I have experienced learning many new skills through junk journaling because it encompasses so many different art forms that it's it's a blast honestly it's a lot of fun to to learn new things um some i do better than others without question some not so good and that's okay um it's all part of the experience and uh i'm kind of reflecting back on when i was first learning how to make a journal and um my first journals were pretty sad um they were very loose, uneven. Some signatures were much higher than others. Some signatures hung below the book cover. Some stuck way up above the book cover. Um, some pages stuck way out to the left. You know, I mean, it was all over the place. And um, that was a good thing. And uh, each one of those was a little kernel, a little seed of the possibility of learning a new skill. And... Um, I was so excited about the whole process. I kept thinking, you know, you know, there has to be um, an easy way to do this or an easier way to do this. A lot of the ways I saw, I loved, I thought they gave such beautiful professional results, but they seemed so complicated and there was so much measuring involved. And I just thought, gosh, you know, there has to be, there have to be efficient ways that we can get to the process, get through the process get the basic of the book constructed so that we can have fun and play in the pages, right? And uh, actually making the book is a lot of fun too. But um, uh, so every time I made a journal, every time I made a signature full of pages, every time I sewed something into a spine, I learned a little something. And I learned a little something by doing everything wrong first. So I want to really speak to those of you who are out there new to junk journal making. Um, if you are struggling with these very common things, um, maybe uh, the way you're putting your covers together, it's just too bumpy, or it's just too thick, or it's just too thin, or it's flimsy, or it looks cheesy, or, you know, whatever it is, or you used the wrong thread, or you can't find the hole, you know? <laughs> I know, I know, I've been there. Um, and it's all part of the journey. And uh, I encourage you to embrace those challenges because... With every one of those, you're going to learn a little something each time. And still to this very day, very honestly, I learn something new with each journal. And I keep trying to think of ways to make new, like new ways to make journals. Just different approaches, different ways of doing it. Make them out of uh, different materials, different substances, things that we haven't even thought of. Oh, I just thought of something. Um, uh, okay, I got some... I, I have, Sonny's not here. Sonny's back home with Papa. Who's going to write it down? I can't write it down. Okay, this is my memo to self. Leaves. Okay, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, yeah, so 
embrace those little challenges. And I know they're frustrating. I know when you spend hours making something, um, it can be so frustrating if you get the to the end and all your signatures are all over the place and you're so, you know, devastated. I, I, I get that. Um, probably about 99% of percent of our little bluebirds, our little errors, our little foibles are fixable. So remember that. Um, if you sew a signature in the wrong place, often you can punch some new holes and put it in the right place. So don't think that all is lost because once the signature is in, it's in. No, no, not at all. But but the holes won't be lined up on the outside of the spine. Well, maybe this is one you're going to cover the spine. You're going to have an exposed spine to begin with, and then you're just going to slap some lace down over that spine at the end to cover the the the, uh, uh, the misaligned holes, whatever it is. Or you could just embrace the misaligned holes and use it as a... Um, uh, character. How about that? We call it character. <laughs> uh, so, or you distract the eye from the misaligned holes by uh, adding some little beads or buttons or something like that onto the strings on the outside to uh, trompole it. We're just going to fool the eye. Fool the eye. Okay, we're not painting, but hey, hey, it's a it's a cool related word. I'm, I'm going there. I'm going there. I'm taking you there. Um, so, yes. There, 99% of the time, there's always a way out of it. You just kind of have to think your way through it. Okay, assess where you are now, and then look at your possibilities of correction. And remember, how we have a grand one, which is cover it up. That's a great one. Crafter, cover it up. It's like, you know, it's like bread and butter crafter. Cover it up. Number two is do it over. Yeah. And this time, do it over better. Maybe not right, maybe not perfect, but we'll take better. Better is an improvement, and that's good. Um, and, uh, you know, number three is just remember it's only paper. And, uh, oh, it's not the worst thing in the world if it didn't work out. Um, sometimes I, uh, uh, from comments and people emailing and DMing me, they'll uh, take on enormous journal projects right from the get-go. Uh, there was one lady who had never made a journal before and she had decided to make her entire family journal so she was making 11 journals out of the blue and I'm uh, she, she she texted me or emailed me or something with a problem and not surprising you know because that's part of the the learning curve uh, and she was wondering if it was too far gone because she had been making her covers and something went awry and uh, you know I wanted I encouraged her like no 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 you're you're not dead in the water you know you can work your way through this and uh, she did she figured out a way through it um, and uh, so, you know, hats off to her. I mean, I, even I never attempted 11 out of the gate. My goodness, I was sweating with one. And uh, um, uh, so, you know, just remember that take your time, especially in the beginning. Take your time. Take it slow. Enjoy the process. And see when you feel like something's not right, like that little inner voice that says, this is not going to align the way I want it to, or, um, you know, this paper maybe isn't strong enough for a, a journal page because it's going to tear or crack. Kind of listen to that little voice because it's trying to tell you something. That little inner guidance system is saying, hey, hey, let's get you back on track here. And you know what? Even if the page cracks, it's, again, not the end of the world because we have magnificent things like washi tape and glue 
and sewing machines and all sorts of ways that we can reattach that paper to the other piece and make it maybe even stronger than it was. Sometimes if I use very fragile paper from old book pages, I will run a piece of washi tape um, down the spine of that uh, folded book page on the front and on the back of it and uh, with a little bit of extra glue just to be sure. And um, that will give that book or that book page some integrity, some strength to handle the three-hole punch pamphlet stitch or possibly being sewn on by a sewing machine. So if you find you're in that space where you've got some beautiful old book pages, but they might be a little bit too fragile, uh, there's certain things we can do to make those pages stronger so we can still enjoy the beauty of the page uh, without actually uh, destroying the page. So we can also mount a very delicate page onto another page. Maybe you won't be able to see the back of it, but you know, pick your pretty side and then just glue it down and give it some structure, maybe onto a piece of cardstock, or you're gonna um, glue it onto some copy paper um, or a coffee dyed piece of paper, something like that, just to give it a little bit of uh, structure that it just doesn't have on its own anymore. And um, yeah, there is a whole world and a whole host of ways to get out of little fixes and don't uh, just enjoy the journey and because it's experiential and uh, so ask yourself you know honestly like how how quick does it take how fast do you get frustrated how fast do you just want to fling the whole project at the wall walk out and eat your rice krispies squares you know what I mean like I've been there I've been there <laughs> and um, <laughs> I had a little uh, fun with my sew or my sewing machine should I say had a little fun with me the other day you may have caught that video but uh yeah uh, it I broke a needle I had a needle fall out I mean every every just everything just you know didn't go my way that day Murphy was glued to my left hip and uh he just kept sprinkling uh Murphy dust over everything that I was doing and uh you know I thought you know this is kind of um this is real life this is what really happens. We're in there in the trenches and we're trying things. We're doing things. We're pushing the envelope. We're maybe shoving too much through the sewing machine. Now, I do remember, see, I found the button for the feed dogs on the sewing machine and I forgot to drop the feed dogs when I had the fat thing to go through again. Huh. So it's just remembering. Maybe remembering there might be a way through this. And I think I also got confused how many pages I could put into my sewing machine versus how many pages I could punch with my Crocodile 2 Big Bite Puncher. Yeah, I think I think that's what it was because I know in my Crocodile Puncher, I've gone up to 30 pages. I wouldn't recommend it, but I have actually punched successfully 30 pages of copy paper. Now, I think I was trying to sew 20 or pages or so or 30, but I really think my machine is only really happy up to 15 pages and I can sew 20 if I really push it and it's like fighting me and I'm fighting it and it's not happy and I'm not happy and there's spitting and farting and everything going on, but 15, it's okay. Yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. And I think I just, I, I got my, I got my uh, appliances mixed up in my head. And um, lo and behold, there you go. Um, but uh, that's why, I don't know, I wouldn't recommend, you know, if you're an envelope pusher like me, don't practice on a really fancy quilting machine that your Aunt Sally, you know, you inherited from your Aunt Sally. This thing is worth millions. Um, I would get a little workhorse that you'd be okay if it broke. You know what I mean? You'd be okay if the springs and the coils popped out of every corner and it just passed out in front of you. Because if you're a little envelope pusher, <laughs> it, you know, it's probably a good idea just to kind of have that type of workhorse machine. Now, my particular workhorse machine, you know, I just thought, okay, I'm going to waddle down to Walmart and pick up whatever they have there because um, I know nothing about sewing machines. You know, this was a couple of years ago and I, I still relatively know nothing. And as you can see by my great sewing skills that I demonstrate, uh, still can't, ma- have not mastered the straight line. No, no, can't do it. No, not going to happen. No. Um, that's the hardest thing. My goodness. Uh, so down I went to Walmart, waddled in there, and I found a brother, recognized the name, thought that was good, was probably going to go with Singer or Brother, just because I've heard of them, and uh, they must be reliable, they've been around for years, and uh, I picked like a mid-range, I want to say it was between 150 and 180, I can't remember exactly, probably, I don't know, I think it was on special that day too, so I got a little more off, and uh, so brought it home, and I'm like, oh god, you know, and uh um, had to watch a few videos to figure out how to get the whole thing operating. But then once I figured it out, and I thought to myself, I kept saying to myself, millions of people across this planet operate a sewing machine. They can do it. I must be able to do this too. It can't be that hard. Um, if millions of people have walked before me and they have figured this out, and uh, basically it all came down to the bobbin. Once I kind of slowly figured out how to load and string and thread the bob and all that kind of stuff the whole bobinowski of it um they really need to make that whole process easier it should just take two spools of threads that's you know really do we really need a bobbin why can't it just be a spool of thread on the bottom and a spool of thread on the top and just everything gets married together magically somehow inside and there's never a snag there's never a bunch There's never too much tension. There's never too little tension. It just all figures itself out magically. Bah ha ha, right? Yeah, I know. Still never figured out the tension thing. I think I read somewhere that three and a half, three, seven, or four is like a good place and you really don't need to migrate much from there. So I basically put it where they said and I never moved it because I have absolutely no idea what it all means. Should it be more tense, less tense? Does it tense the bobbin and the thread on top or just the thread on top or just the bobbin I don't know I don't know I'd have to I'd have to really watch a lot of YouTube videos to figure that out but I got things to make you know what I mean so this has got to be a workhorse and it has to sit down and look back at me going all right we got you as an owner and we got to deal with the likes of you And this is like a barbarian coming at it, you know? It's like, oh, God, oh, she doesn't know what she's doing at all. Oh, hold on tight. 
hold on tight and screws and plastic parts. Here she comes. She's going to try and shove something through us again. And she does. <laughs> and uh, probably nine to- 90, 90% of the time, it works great. And uh, um, so my learning curve, you know, uh, just has been a lot through learning how to actually construct the journal in the uh, in 101 mil- million different ways. There's so many ways to do it. We barely scratched the surface. So hang on to your hats. And uh, the whole sewing part, you know, that's a real head scratcher, but it's so much fun when you figure it out or you, you finally see a pretty stitch or a somewhat straight stitch or you're playing with the zigzag and you're having a great day and it's anchoring everything down and you just don't have to worry about the peely-uppy edges because everything is just so beautifully anchored. You are singing from the rooftops. It is a glorious day when that happens. And, uh, you know, it just makes it worth it. Oh, man, there's some police. I hope I'm not going too fast. Where am I going? Yeah, it's 75. Okay. And, uh, um... I think I'm going slower than half the people around me. So there you go. Um, All right. So what about the other types of skills that we bring into the junk journal world? What about painting? How are you? How are you about painting? Do you do you shudder at the thought of it? Do you immediately go to? Oh, I don't do that. No, that's for other people. Um, That that tool and that brush and that paint belong to other people and not me because I am not an artist. I am not a painter. Does that go through your head? That goes through so many people's heads. I know that. I know that because I was one of them. And uh, um, I really had to wrap my head around, stop trying to define myself as an artist or not as an artist. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It's a word. Um, If you look at it as just uh, tools and uh, resources. The paintbrushes are just some extra tools you might have. The paint is just some extra resource of pigment that you might have. It doesn't quite seem so intimidating. And uh, maybe you can relax into just playing with it as opposed to having to construct something magnificent. But just kind of easing into it and uh, allowing yourself the opportunity to make mistakes. And uh, have fun while you're making them. Just get in there and play with the color and uh, get out of having to make something beautiful be your destination Um, a lot of learning can happen along the way and a lot of new ideas are going to pop in your head if you allow allow yourself the freedom to venture off the map if you know what I mean kind of uh, don't do what's expected do something unexpected surprise yourself Try something goofy. Try a new technique. Try calligraphy, for gosh sakes. I know, it scares me too. It looks so official. Somebody sent me a beautiful picture of some gorgeous calligraphy in a funeral book they have. And uh, I was just in awe of the, the, the serious, I'm honestly, the serious perfection of it. It was just crystal clear, gorgeous. And I could probably practice until I become a monk and it would never look like that. But I can have fun in the process and I can learn a little bit and I can learn a little bit each time I sit down to do it. Maybe I'm gonna take the month of June and it'll be my calligraphy, calligraphy, I can't speak, the calligraphy month. Maybe I'm just gonna practice a little skill here and there. Um, 
and, and, and just work on the curl of an E. Maybe, maybe just that. Maybe that's it. And maybe that's all I have to do because, you know, I'm not, I'm not in a class. I don't have to submit a report by a certain due date. There's no pressure. I can just have fun with the curl of a little E and just work on that until I'm happy with it. And uh, nobody has to know. This can be done in the privacy of your own home, in the quietude and the sanctity of your uh, craft room, your art space, maybe your bedroom, maybe your TV room. Maybe everybody's watching TV and you're, you're, you're sitting there watching TV with them and you've just got your little notepad and you're just practicing the curl of a little E. Nobody knows what you're doing. They don't really care. They're all looking at their phones. Who are we kidding? They're all about their phones. And um, maybe this is your time and your space and it's a good thing uh, to allow yourself to maybe embrace your own little bluebirds and allow yourself maybe your learning curve can expand maybe it can relax maybe it can be broader and bigger and wider and fatter and chubbier and juicier than it ever was maybe you can relax and you don't feel and and you can take the pressure off to have to learn it immediately maybe you can just push some paper around you know maybe you can just glue some stuff maybe you can just cut some pictures out of a book you know for hours Maybe you don't even cut well. Who cares? You know, maybe you're going to tear it. Maybe you can't even cut. So you're just going to tear the pictures out little bit by little bit. Maybe you just like colors in a magazine and you're just looking for all the pinks you can find. And then you're just tearing out all the little different shades of pink and collecting them all and putting them in a little folder so that one day you can come along and ferret through your little pink pile and have some fun. So I hope you enjoyed hanging out today. I always, I always love hanging out with you guys. And thank you so much for being here. Um, it means the world. And uh, I'm giving you all a great big virtual hug. And uh, Sonny says hello. I know he says hello. Even though he's at home with Papa, he's definitely saying hello. And so is Holly and the loveys and Papa too. So everybody, you guys have an awesome day. Have way too much fun that's allowed. And uh, uh, feel free to uh, spread that learning curve out and enjoy the ride the whole way. Take care, everyone. Till next time. Bye-bye.